Nobody expected Arizona football to have a dominant defense this year, as there were many questions about the coaching, the talent, and all of that. What changed, though, for this to become a dominant defense? You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to the AZ, or you're listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke. As always, the show is brought to you by Jace Medical. All right, now Arizona football here. Going into the uh, going into this season, I did not think that Arizona football was going to have a good defense. As a matter of fact, we pretty much said time and time and time again, just don't stick. That's all we asked for. We said just don't stick, and. Um, I think that uh, I think it's fair to say that this team does not stink. Looking at these stats right here, this is absolutely amazing. So right now, Arizona has Arizona already has more sacks than it had all of last season. And not only does it have more sacks than it has had all of last season, it had more pressures as well than it had all of last season. That is a te- listen. When you have a defense that is getting after the passer, you're going to be pretty good. I think a lot of times people get caught up on the uh, on the offense or on the excuse me. Well, you know we got to have good linebackers. We got to have a good secondary. All of that is true. But the one thing that you got to remember though is that Arizona um, has has not had a good pass rush in a long time, and that is a huge testament to the defensive staff for bringing able to bring in talent. Johnny Nansen. We're going to give Johnny Nansen a ton of credit here because I'll be honest with you, I did not have a ton of faith in Johnny Nansen. I didn't really watch him and say, you know, that's uh, that's the guy that's going to be able to get it over the hump. But um, so far, so good. So let's talk about this defensive line a little bit. It has been an absolute dominant uh, show right here. The first thing about it is, um, the first thing about it is, You've got players up the middle that can stop the run and can take up blockers. That is a huge aspect of it. Arizona did not have a uh, Arizona has not had those in recent years, to put it mildly. And uh, not only that, um, it's fair to say that uh, it's fair to say that there weren't really any of those guys. We talk about it all the time. Arizona was throwing out two hundred sixty-five pound nose tackles at points. As much as we like those 265-pound nose tackles, that's just not going to be good enough. Out with the old and with the new. Big Bill Norton, our guy, Big Bill Norton, at uh, 340 pounds, he has been everything that Arizona has not had over the years. And not only has he not ha- not only has he been somebody that Arizona has not had over the years, he's been the dude that uh, has been sorely lacking because I don't even think that Arizona recruited those uh, type of players. And... Um, I think that a big part of it is big part of it is that Jed Fish just gets it. Let's like let's talk about Rich Rod. Uh, let's talk about Rich Rod here shortly. Rich Rod was about as good schematically an exit as an O's coach as I think that Arizona's ever had. He specialized in putting players in positions to be able to make plays, to be able to beat their defender, and quite frankly, he generally did a. Uh, he, quite frankly, he generally did a pretty good. Uh, Pretty good job, but 
he didn't really care about bringing in talent. I think that he always felt that it was one foot out the door and that caught up with him. You got to have talent at some point. Jed Fish said, we got to have talent here. Um, and uh, a big part, and he's done that. Not only have talent, got to have size. We've talked about Big Bill Norton. Let's talk about Tyler Manoa, Tia Savea, ex-four-star lineman who have done an amazing job right there. Not only taking up blockers, um, not only taking up blockers, but the, uh, <coughs> excuse me, um, uh, but getting into the backfield. That's a big thing with all of this is do you have players that can get into the backfield from the middle? Because when you do have that, then it becomes a lot different for, uh, then it becomes a lot different for other players. If you've got somebody up the middle that can absolutely make those plays happen, then I think that it's a, um, I think it's fair to say that at some point, you're going to get those linebackers coming downhill. And that's something that Arizona has not had over the years. And not only is Arizona not had over the years, they haven't had the, uh, they haven't had the type of players who they haven't had the type of players who can be somebody that an offense has to deal with. Then on the outside, it makes things even easier because then you got Taylor Upshaw. Taylor Upshaw has been another dude who's been absolutely great. And not only has he been great, He's probably going to be a dude that's going to be able to leave, maybe leave here with a 10-plus sack, double-digit sack season, something that we don't really see around here very often, if at all, to be honest with you. Now, some of the other aspects, though, that you got to keep in mind, Deuce Davis and Isaiah Ward, these were uh, overlooked 2022 uh, recruiting class kids. Both of them have been instant contributors. And not only have they been instant contributors, they feel like they could eventually be all conference. I think that that's certainly, that's certainly trending in that direction. Um, now, Johnny Nansen. Got to give Johnny Nansen a lot of kudos. And not only do we got to give Johnny Nansen a lot of kudos, he deserves all of these kudos, quite frankly, because he, has, uh, he took a lot of arrows last year. You got to remember. In Jed Fish's first year, the uh, the offense was op obviously putrefying, um, but I don't blame any of that on Jed Fish. He had bad quarterback play. He had bad quarterback play. We all know what that leads to. But it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. There's really no other way around it. The defense wasn't bad, and I think a lot of that was because of Don Brown, um, the great Don Brown, and his scheming priorities right there. He was able, when in doubt, to just pressure the quarterback and um, sure, you're going to give up some plays here or there, but overall, overall, you were still going to be the uh, you were still going to be an okay defense. Now again, it wasn't great by any means, but it was okay. And I think that's what every every Arizona fan just wanted was that um, was that uh, you just wanted them to be okay, and it was okay. Last year's defense took a massive step back. And again, I'm not really breaking any news on that one, but it took a massive step back. And a big reason why is because it essentially just gave up and basically combined giving up good off or giving up plays over the middle and saying on top of that, we are not going to rush the passer as well. So that was another uh, that was another problem that I think that uh, a lot of Arizona fans had is that it was not really going after the passer. And I think, again, that is the uh, I think a little bit. That's the kind of the problem is that if you're not going after the passer and you're giving up the 10 yard outs, that's going to always be a little bit of an issue right there. All right. Now, 
Um, but one thing about it, though, we can say for a fact is that Arizona is heading in the right direction. Nansen also said that he wanted to have an aggressive defense out there. And not only did he want to have an aggressive defense, he wanted to have a defense that teams had to really prepare for. We all rolled our eyes and said, sure, sure, sure. But so far, he's done that. How did he do that, though, and what has been different? But first, Jace Medical. All right, here's your deal. Go to get yours today at jacemedical.com. Use promo code locked on for $20 off. Jace Medical is where it's at. We, uh, in this day and age, who knows what's coming down the pike next? If you can have your antibiotics with you, ready to go, as opposed to having to wait, uh, you know, at the store or when everybody else is rushing to get them as well, they got all kinds of different stuff uh, medications, antibiotics. Um, go to uh, use promo code locked on for $20 off. Get yours today at jacemedical.com, my friends. Jacemedical.com. All right. Come back with us, and we're going to talk about the secret to Johnny Nansen's success. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now, Johnny Nansen obviously has a very good football resume. Really good player at Washington State, obviously, has worked his way up the coaching ranks. And he's obviously a sharp dude. Because Jed Fish, one thing about him, Jed Fish knows how to hire coaches. I think that he's uh, shown that um, over the uh, over his almost three years here at the U of A. But, again, it was a tough first year for Nansen. But a lot of that, too, is that you just didn't have a ton of talent to be able to work with. So you overhaul the talent, which we're going to continue to talk about. But first, we got to talk about Dwayne Aquino. Now, as you all know, Shear's my guy. But Shear and I had a big disagreement. Shear did not see... Dwayne Aquina and why um, Arizona should bring in Dwayne Aquina. Oh, he's this old dude, whatever. And I said, dude, listen, Dwayne Aquina is one of the handful of best defensive backs coaches that college football has ever seen. He's a true gem. He gets it. Um, Dwayne Aquina understands football and he has forgotten more football than uh, most people know. And again, his resume speaks for itself. Three Thorpe Award winners, something like 15 first round picks, uh, probably close to 100 players in the NFL. Dude just gets it. Guy's a treasure when it comes to football. Really that much to it. Um, now, he came in here, and immediately um, I was a little worried that he was just going to be an on-the-field analyst. I did not um, – I did not uh, – I did not love that because, honestly, Chuck Cecil, I give a ton of credit for what he did as a football player. I don't think he does a ton as a coach. Um, I would love to see uh, Akina in that role. But they were able to move some things around for Dwayne. And now uh, Dwayne is essentially kind of in a de facto coach role, even though he's not, even though he's technically not. And they all play by the rules, obviously. But um, Akina, though, has been awesome. You go to practice. You watch him. He's jumping around. He's screaming. Uh, all of this. And he's got the uh, he's got the energy of somebody thirty five years his junior. And I think what's great about it too is that Nansen has taken Nansen has said, "Listen, you've got a lot of experience. Let's work together. Let's try to figure out what uh, what we can do to maximize this team." And you got to give a lot of credit to Nansen on this one because a lot of coaches would not do that. And not only would a lot of coaches not do that, they would kind of shudder at that the possibility of I don't want to this is my team who's this old guy coming in here to do all this there's been none of that with Johnny Nansen and I think that is a real real testament to Johnny Nansen 
Um, now, but what Akina does is Akina, first of all, he was going to be able to shore up the secondary. So let's talk about the secondary and then get back to the whole defense. This is a massively improved secondary right here. Now you lost Christian Roland Wallace, which was a little bit of an L. I mean, I like Christian Roland Wallace. He could play with a little bit of an L for sure. But then you also lost, you lost Christian Young, which was addition by subtraction. Not, not, not good for what Arizona was trying to do. But now you got a whole overhauled Young secondary in here. Not only do you have a, a whole uh, overhauled secondary, you've got players now that look like they're on the verge of either becoming NFL players or longtime conference, uh, longtime all conference type dudes. And again, Ephesians Price Sock is certainly that way. Um, I do think that uh, Ephesians Price Sock was you had a little, few questions about, you know, was he was he a little too tall for the position? Did he care as much? Because again, kind of a laid back kid, really good kid. But again, kind of a laid back kid, kind of that Cali mentality. Um, Ephesians has been fantastic. And not only that, Ephesians is probably going to play. Uh, it's probably going to play on Sundays. He's uh, he's really, really good. And he's really developed into that number one cornerback role. Then opposite him, we got to talk about Takario Davis, another dude really underrated um, out of Long Beach Millican High School. Um, should have been higher rated than he was. Six foot two, six foot three, something like that. I thought he was going to have to move to safety. Honestly, I didn't see him being able to hang with the cornerbacks, but you got to give T.O. Tyler Owens, the strength and conditioning coach, a ton of credit because he said, Mike Luke, you are an idiot. And uh, he said, and uh, we are going to make Takario Davis a, a defensive back. And not only that they made him a defensive back, he's been absolutely fantastic in that role um, at, at that corner position. And honestly, he fits very well opposite Ephesians Prysock and what Ephesians Prysock is trying to do right there. So you have two very tall corners, which is something that's very, very nice. And on top of that, uh, these are players that can also high point the ball at the line of scrimmage. And um, because a couple of times I say the line of scrimmage, a couple of times there's been some of these weird outs that they've been able to jump or deep. They can high point it as well. And that's been a pretty impressive aspect to it. But you also can see what Jed Fish is trying to do right there. Not only is Jed Fish trying to, you know, get bigger right there, he's trying to get NFL-type talent back there. He got both of those dudes in the secondary right now, and I think that's a huge thing for what Arizona is trying to do. And then uh, the safeties are all in concert far more than they were with the, uh, last year with each other. It always felt like the safeties and the corners were not really working in concert. That's not the case anymore. And to put it mildly, that's not the case anymore. These dudes are working in concert with each other. And the first one that we got to talk about, who's been a huge difference in the secondary has been Dalton Johnson. Um, Dalton Johnson, kind of an overlooked player in this whole, the whole grand scheme of things in that um, not sure exactly in hindsight why he didn't play a ton last year, probably should have played a ton last year because he has turned out to be very, very good. And not only has he been very good, he has been somewhat of a, uh, he's been somewhat of a, let's just put it to you. Uh, let's just say he's been somewhat of a, uh, a strengthener in that backfield right there. And that, you know, I don't think anybody knew quite what to expect from him. And he's done exactly what I think so many hoped he would. He's been able to stabilize that secondary. And there wasn't a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of that thought before the season. He gets football. Christian uh, Young was very physically talented, strong dude. But you never really thought that he was on the same page as the coaches or whatever when it came to uh, covering and uh, just 
being a good safety. Dalton Johnson gets the little things, and he's been very, very good in all of this. Now, the other guy to certainly keep an eye on during all of this, though, is uh, Gunnar Maldonado. We've been tough on Gunnar Maldonado on this show. We have to be honest. But you know what? Gunner in the last few weeks has played absolutely great basketball. And not only has he played great basketball, he's also played basketball where he's also played basketball too, where you're kind of at the stage now where you know that uh well, um we're you might we might have something really, really good going on right here with Gunnar Maldonado because again, he's uh He's been the uh, he's been the kind of the workhorse back there. And Jed Fish said, Gunnar Maldonado. To, this is to Jed Fish's credit. Um, uh, he said that uh, this is uh, this is basically this is going to be a uh, this is going to be a dude who is going to be a linchpin of our defense, and not only a linchpin of our defense, but also the player who is going to. Um, kind of put everybody in position to make plays. And that can't really be under understated, to be honest with you. I mean, to have a guy that knows what he's supposed to do, put him in position to make plays, that is some unique stuff right there. Now, we're going to talk about FanDuel here in a second. But, all right, you actually, no, let's talk about FanDuel now, actually. FanDuel.com backslash locked on college. All right, here's the deal. Check it out. Everybody likes betting on football during this time of the season. If you don't, what's going on with you? You should like betting on football. A big part of betting on football and uh, basketball, though, is knowing some place where your money is going to be good. And you know that place. The place is FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook, FanDuel backslash locked on college. Um, a big part of it, though, is all right, I feel comfortable putting this money down. And not only do I feel comfortable putting this money down, I feel comfortable that we are going to be able to uh, make some money off this. FanDuel says, "Let help us help you. We are here for you. And not only are we here for you, we are here for you to make life easier. Check it out. I've been telling you all year, keep betting the over on Arizona because, again, they uh, Vegas – uh, what, or at least bet Arizona to cover and bet the over/under of wins because Vegas is still woefully uh, behind behind the uh, eight ball when it comes to Arizona. Woe on Vegas! They should know better than they do right now. But again, they clearly don't. We will take that. Um, but again, check it out. Fanduel. Fanduel's got everything you need. All right, now come back with us. We're going to talk about now the overarching part of the secondary. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, now, let's talk about the, oh, the big part of the secondary, or the, excuse me, the big part of the defense. Having the secondary working in concert with the front six or front seven, depending on how you want to look at it, is huge. You feel like everybody is moving in the right direction. Now, again, you look at the two linebackers uh, right now in that, and Justin Flo and uh, Jacob Manu. Many, many qualities to both, but I don't think anybody, either one's ever going to be um, looked at as a great, as a, uh, uh, a huge asset in pass coverage, to put it mildly. But that doesn't mean that they aren't good in certain roles, but that's also why you needed to have a secondary and some safeties that could be able to pick up the slack a little bit. And that's exactly what Arizona football has right now. You got a safety and you got some secondaries that can pick up some of the slack. And 
that I think that is an under uh, that is an understated aspect of this entire uh, situation is what can they do as far as that. And right now, I think it's fair to say that Arizona is in a great spot when it comes to that, because, again, um, I think that we do know now that uh, uh, you've got a lot of talent at all three levels and that talent is playing well off of each other. You got the uh, you got the line that is getting after the passer, but it's also taking up blocks and stopping the run. Very good job. The line has been fantastic this year. Then the linebackers have been able to flow downhill. Pardon the pun, flow downhill right there. And then um, after that, you've got two ball hawks at the safety position. You got a nickel and trade in Stooks who has been quite good. And not only do you have a nickel and trade in Stooks that's been quite good, you've got safeties that are actually uh, that are playing quite well as well in concert with each other. Um, I think a big part of it, though, again, is what is the next step then for Arizona football with the defense? Honestly, I don't know because the defense has played so far out of uh, expectations that I don't even really know what to uh, what to say other than the fact that just keep it going because the offense is going to start picking up as we've seen more and more um, a, uh, a big part of it. I said, you know, like I said, too, is just this coaching staff. And I think a big, big part of it going forward is going to be this coaching staff as well. Um, but the talent, you got to have talent. Arizona's got talent now, and it's working perfectly in all three levels. But that's a tip of the cap, too, to Johnny Nansen for uh, continuing to mature as a coach, obviously. Dwayne Aquina coming in. Both of these dudes have a very good rapport, obviously, with each other, and they understand football to a great degree. Um, and kudos to both of those men for making that one work. All right. We're going to be back with you tomorrow previewing Arizona basketball, my friends. Arizona basketball is here. Um, we are at the first exhibition game of the season. We will be talking about all of that and more. But as always, you have a great rest of your Thursday, and thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats.